Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. I come to you in today's message with a sense of urgency on behalf of the children. We must put a stop to the corruption and the destruction of the future generation, the teens, the youth, the children, the innocent ones. So today I'm going to share with you some practical steps that you can take to safeguard the children and the teenagers in your life. You know, friends, we must be vigilant. My heart hurts knowing the senseless deaths plaguing our generation. I mean, I spoke about this on the last episode where we covered abortion, protecting life in the womb, but today I'm going to talk about life outside of the womb. The devil really is after our children, and if the enemy can't end their lives in the womb, then he will try later. It's really disheartening and overwhelming to hear once again another teen suicide, another school shooting, and then it's blamed on mental illness or guns. But the reality is, the enemy is after the children, he's after the innocent. You know, people will say that this is a gun problem, but in reality, this is a spiritual problem. You might be thinking that we need better gun control laws, but really, ask yourself, you know, why is it that these things have been happening? Isn't it obvious that we have a spiritual problem in America? Isn't it obvious that because we have turned our backs on God in so many ways, that we've allowed a culture of hopelessness to drive people to madness, especially our young people? It's scientifically proven that the brain doesn't even fully develop until you're 25 years old. But kids are being given smartphones as young as eight and nine years old when they are children. They just can't process all the darkness that this world has to offer. I really believe that the crisis is kids having social media, smartphones, and all access to the internet. You know, parents are allowing technology to raise their children. Here on the web lurks predators, bullies, peer pressure, and comparison on a whole different level. I mean, there were not school shootings, mass murders, or suicide like this growing up. So I ask myself, what's changed? What's the difference? And I believe the biggest difference is there wasn't all access to the World Wide Web. You can't blame guns. I mean, we had guns 50 years ago. We had guns 100 years ago. What happened? Did the gun laws change? Legislation hasn't changed. The only thing that has changed is a spiritual climate in America. People need hope. If you don't have hope, if you don't have joy and peace, if you're not being told that you're made in the image of God, that God loves you, that God has a plan for you, if that goes out of the culture, like it mostly has gone out of the culture, then madness is unleashed and we see what things look like when God disappears from the picture. You know, we live in a culture that prides itself on saying that God has no place here while trying to remove any evidence of Him. But then everybody wants prayer when tragedy happens. They want God to come back and help. But God is an all-or-nothing God. You know, we can't push God out of America and then expect His favor and protection. We can't welcome immorality and stay silent in the face of evil, and then still expect to live in a great country. 
God is the reason why America is great. You know, he is the foundation from our founding fathers who dedicated this land to him. It's the reason why we are set apart. It's the reason why we have had the protection and the favor that we've had all this time. You really can't take God out of the equation and then expect good results. I'm going to share with you some facts, some research done by experts. It's been proven that the U.S. now hosts more child sexual abuse material online than any other country. As hard as parents are working to keep kids safe, pedophiles are working 10 times harder to exploit them. And they're doing it on apps like Snapchat. The horrible fact of what pedophiles are actually doing online, disguising themselves and preying on the innocent, really hits close to home. A couple years ago, I had a young family member, you know, she's 11 years old. She was just innocently online, you know, thought she was talking to someone her age, but this pedophile was grooming her. Next thing you know, he's asking her to send him pictures. So her being innocent, not knowing any better, starts sending pictures. Thank God an adult caught this happening on her phone one day She was irate. She called the cops and the police told her that if she would have waited even like a couple more days and we would have never seen our sweet girl again. He said, unfortunately, he sees this over and over. The next step would have been for that predator to have her meet him at a neighborhood park close by. And then he would have kidnapped her, sold her into human trafficking, and we would have never heard from her again. But she's so innocent, you know, she didn't even know that this was happening to her. So she had her phone taken away and she has not had a phone since, you know. But that was by the grace of God. I mean, and this is happening all the time because adults are giving kids smartphones, walking out of the room. No one's monitoring these kids and these teenagers. They're unsupervised and they're playing in the devil's playground. I just had a friend tell me that a young teenager committed suicide just because her Snapchat wasn't loading. Even these games that seem unsuspecting and harmless, like Minecraft and Roblox, are ways that predators gain access to your children. In fact, there was a man, a grown man, that was just arrested because he was on Roblox, acting like he was a kid, making friends with another kid. Next thing you know, he's asking this young girl to show him her bra. The police came to his house, searched his house, and found tons of child porn and child abuse paraphernalia. I was just reading where a prosecutor for online sexual exploitation of children crimes, he said that the perpetrators, every single one of them, found their victims on social media. There was no exception. I'm telling you, friends, technology is a huge gateway that gives the enemy easy access to your children. Not to mention that it's addicting. Technology can negatively affect children's developing social skills, relationships, their health, and overall ability to focus. It can lead to being socially awkward, withdrawn, shy, or intimidated by social situations. The longer that you can wait to give your kids access to this stuff, like social media, the better off your kid will be. Then we go to teenagers who are still developing. They're addicted many times to Snapchat, TikTok, 
researchers have found out that nothing is hurting the potential of teenagers more than time spent on TikTok. On average, teens are spending 20 full days out of the year on TikTok alone. How can you reach your full potential when nearly one month of the year is wasted on TikTok? Really find your one second of strength and delete TikTok or any other app that doesn't serve your potential. But with all the peer pressure with teenagers, you know, they're not going to make that wise decision on their own. This is up to their parents or their guardian to make the decision for them. I really encourage you adults to look into an app called Bark, where they help you monitor your kids' smartphones. You can also buy your kids a better phone. You can buy your kids a phone called Gab, which is a safe phone for kids. I'm going to list all these practical resources on the blogs. Make sure that you check out leahmariecarson.com so you can get all the resources you need to help your kids stay safe from the harm of technology. But you know, friends, this goes beyond just smartphones. I mean, just recently, I was watching TV with my niece. You know, I was at my sister's house. My niece is only 10 years old. She had the remote in her hand. She turned on Nickelodeon. My sister was in the other room working. My brother-in-law was upstairs working. And I happened to be sitting with her on the couch watching this show with her, a show that started out wholesome. It was just a bunch of kids at school. Then suddenly, out of the blue, the star of the show, this young teenage boy, just started making out with another boy in his school. I mean, right there, bold perversion for the youngest of children to see. I mean, this just happened out of the blue, you know, on Nickelodeon, which is supposed to be a safe kids show. You know, I was so upset as the protective aunt. I let her parents know, but you know, like really, we need to be vigilant. We need to be aware. We need to have boundaries. We need to know what our kids are looking at, what are young eyes looking at, you know, what's impacting them, what's influencing them. What are you allowing to babysit them? What are you allowing to consume all their time? Because if we don't teach our kids what's right and wrong, then the world will. And the devil is getting bolder and bolder with his agenda, identity crisis, confusion, perversion, a lack of respect for authority, tapping into satanic things, evil things, where they're promoting death, not life or the promoting godlessness, not godliness. These will be the things that will raise your children if you don't. I really urge you, friends, to have your eyes wide open and to fight for your children. You know, the latest school shooting, the latest suicides, everything that we're seeing with the children and teenagers, the indoctrination of our children, you know, this is a wake-up call for Americans. This is a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual war. And there is an evil culture of death upon us. So we must stand up for life and protect our children at all costs. We read in God's word where God warns us. He tells us the devil, the thief, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I, the Lord, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So it's so important that you raise your kids with the foundation of knowing who God is, who they are in Christ, and knowing the difference between right and wrong. So when they do step out into the world, which is inevitable, then they'll be prepared. 
They will have a foundation of truth. You know, for adults, technology and social media is not all bad. I mean, I use it for my businesses. I use it for ministry. But kids and teenagers are not fully developed and able to take on everything that smartphones and all that the internet force feeds them. So allowing young minds, young eyes to see things they should never see at such an impressionable age can have permanent negative outcomes that affect them even into adulthood. So I just want to pray over you parents. I know you're probably doing the best you can in raising your kids, but I just want you to be more aware, more vigilant, to have boundaries. Even if your kids put up a fight, you know, take a stand because your kids' lives depend on it. So Lord, I come before you right now. I pray for every single parent, every guardian, every grandmother, grandfather who is raising young children that you would give them the wisdom and discernment that they need when it comes to smartphones, social media, gaming, technology, that you would give them the strength and the courage to do what's right. Lord, I just pray that parents would step away from their own distractions in life so that they could be fully attentive to the things that the young eyes are looking upon, that they would be ever vigilant, aware, discerning, and protective like never before over their children. Lord, thank you for opening up our eyes to the truth so that we can raise a generation that fears God, that loves you, Lord, loves morality, loves the word, that will be kingdom shakers and history makers. In Jesus' name, amen. Make sure to subscribe to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.